Welcome back to the Brilliant Perspectives podcast. I'm your host, Jalen Bowden. And of course, on today of all days, I've got to ask, what are your plans for this new year? Are you looking to change your story, upgrade your identity, and travel differently in this world? Then look no further than the vibrant community we're cultivating together on BrillianttV.com. This month's episodes come directly from the live conference series on BTV called Developing Your Destiny. Because during this time when we're all reflecting and planning and setting goals for our own personal development, we want to invite you to pause for just a moment and simply ask, God, how do you see this year ahead for me? And better yet, how are you thinking about my future? To help answer that question today, we're going to be taking a look at two different figures in the Bible, Abraham and Caleb. Because when we hold these two up side by side, we see that they had something very important in common, which is that they were both able to see themselves in the present based on God's declaration of who they would be in the future. And that's the big key for us this month, recognizing that God speaks to us in the present because he already knows our future. Now, without further ado, let's turn it over to Graham Cook as he shares more on how God is thinking about our future. You know, God loves to declare things into our lives. He loves to speak to us. You know, God didn't write a book and lose his voice. You know, God wrote a book and then he's talking to you about it because he wants you to know the author. And, you know, the written word um, was preceded by the spoken word. Even the Bible began as a prophecy because God spoke to Moses and said, dude, write this down. The Bible began as a prophecy. It was a spoken word and then it became a written word. So here's the thing is, the Lord has designs on all of us, so we're going to choose one of my favorite characters, Abraham. And in preceding times, the Lord has talked to him about, you know, having a son. And Sarah is barren, and both of them are getting older and older. The clock is not ticking, it's almost dead. And here's the thing about the Lord, you have to stay until the final minute because usually that's when stuff happens yeah you have to stay at the end and so let me read you this from Genesis 18 uh, verse 17 or verse 16 the men rose up from there and looked down towards Sodom and Abraham was walking with them to send them off and the Lord said shall I hide from Abraham what I am about to do, since Abraham will surely become a great and mighty nation, and in him all the nations of the earth will be blessed. For I have known him and chosen him, so that he may command his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing righteousness and justice, just so that the Lord may bring upon Abraham what he has spoken about him. The most powerful single word in that passage is the word since. 
That's the hinge. That's the piece that everything hinges on, the word since. Shall I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do since he will surely become this? In other words, I need to say these things to Abraham because of who he is going to be. So the Lord knows Abraham's childless and praying and concerned about having an heir. The only thing the Lord can see is, oh my God, Abraham's going to be so big, he's going to be like the father of nations. So God sees the big picture, whereas Abraham can't even see the small one. Shall I declare to him, that's what he's saying, shall I declare to Abraham what I'm about to do because he's going to become that. So God speaks to you in the present because he already knows your future. So here's the thing. This is the important thing here. God doesn't speak to you in the present because of what is happening in the present. He speaks to you in the present because of your future that he sees. So even if you're screwing things up right now, he doesn't speak into your present as your present. He speaks into your present because of the future, because of what he sees about you. He talks to you today because he knows the end from the beginning, and he's going to bring you that outcome into your present. I'm going to talk to you because of who you're going to be. I'm going to talk to you because of how I see you. I'm going to talk to you because of all the things that are on the horizon that you're going to be doing. I'm going to talk to you here because I see you bigger than you actually are right now. Shall I hide really means I choose to include Abraham with this conversation because I need him to see this. Because really the issue in his life right now is not about one child. It's about him growing to be big enough to be the father of nations. It's about him being known as something much bigger than he's incapable of seeing right now here. I will open up to Abraham. I will accelerate the partnership that I want in this relationship. All prophecy starts an acceleration. All prophecy starts a process. And a process is a series of steps that take us from where we are right now to where God wants us to be. Even, you know, the prophecy may not be fulfilled for 10 years, but we are not waiting around. We start partnering with it as soon as it's spoken. As soon as it's spoken, like the next day, that you start writing that word out. You start thinking about it because the issue, the real question you've got to ask is, what kind of person do I need to become to see that word fulfilled? You're not trying to fulfill the prophecy yourself, but you do need to fulfill the conditions upon which it can be realized. And those conditions are all about your character. They're all about your identity. They're all about you getting the mentality that you need to do that. So if God calls Caleb as a warrior, and currently Caleb is a wimp, something has to change in Caleb. If he's called as a warrior and he's not really good at fighting, he might want to go to judo class or something. 
You know, he has to think, what kind of person do I need to become to be a warrior? Well, I need to stop learning to be afraid. I need to get some courage. I need to get a majesty mindset. I need to see that God is bigger than everything. And then this Caleb grows up, and he's the one that says to the whole of Israel, yeah, I saw giants. It's going to be so rad. I saw giants out there. It's going to be cool. Because he had a majesty mindset and he said, God is with us. They will be our prey. What's happened? He's grown up. He has this majesty mindset. Something changed in him. He had a mindset that was on the same level as the calling God wanted him to have. All prophecy begins in acceleration. And that represents an upgrade in our relationship with God. God begins a dialogue which obviously initiated in heaven concerning Abraham and his destiny. I will include Abraham in what I am doing next since for this reason that I know he's going to become a father of many nations. And so I need to connect with him now because it's time to take him there. And I am, I, am, I am saying all these things because Abraham's in a desperate state right now. Abraham thinks it's just about him. All I want, just one kid, just one child. He's thinking, just give me one kid. And the Lord's thinking, I want to give you millions. So it's fascinating to me that most prophecy seems to come into our life when we don't know what to expect. We don't know where we are. We don't know who we are. And then someone speaks this ridiculous word into our life. And we stand there thinking, what the heaven is that? You know, I just want to make more than minimum wage and you're talking about being an entrepreneur. It's the Lord saying, I see the real you. So I think the mischievous part of God loves to talk to us in our distress. He loves to give you such a big picture that you don't even, you know, you need a palace to hang it in. It's that big. He loves to give us this vision of ourselves that we can't even connect with because we have this poverty mindset about ourselves. You know, and a poverty mindset, it's not about economics. It's about living with meager possibilities. It's about saying, well, this is who I am. You know, this is my little box. This is who I am. And the Lord comes to explode all of that. And so is Abraham um, just being faced up with the fact that I see you as being much bigger. And I'm going to include you in what I'm doing now because of what I see you will become in the future. And I love the fact that God lives in the gap between our present and our future. And Jesus, as intercessor, he stands in the gap between our present identity and our future destiny, and he prays into that space. What's he praying? I'm praying that you'll get it. I'm praying that you'll actually go back and read that prophecy. I'm praying that you'll want to work on it with us 
and praying that you'll partner with the Holy Spirit because He is the Spirit of disclosure. He will take what is, what is mine and will disclose it to you and He will show you what is to come. And so our relationship with the Lord is always prophetic whether you believe in prophecy or not because He believes in it. And Jesus is prophet, priest, and king, so have fun separating those out from each other. Jesus is praying right now into the gap between who you think you are right now and who God knows you are in the future. And he's praying into that gap because something in the present needs to rise up. And that's your understanding of who you are and your participation in that process and you standing before the Lord and starting to ask questions. So what does that look like? What does that sound like to you? How do I stand in that? How do I put that on? How do I wear it? How do I accept the identity? What's going to change in me if I do accept that? So you call me a warrior, but I don't like fighting. So what do I have to be to get to there? What is it you're going to do in me? What is this partnership about in the present? You want me to live with you in the present according to my future. And the Lord is saying, that's exactly what I want. And what I want to do is I want to present that future as an agreed outcome. And then I want to bring that future here so you can see it, you can look at it, you can hold it, you can read it. And then I want to have a conversation with you. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast and we want to encourage you to save this episode to your favorites or send it to a friend using the share button. You can also follow along with us on social media, browse the Brilliant TV library, and so much more by clicking on the link in the description of today's episode. As always, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.